The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. Hey everybody, welcome to Top 5 Movies, it's John Burke. With me this week is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hello. Um, we are going to be doing our top five celebrations in honor of New Year's Eve. So we're going to be looking at our favorite party moments in movies um, as we uh, go through our list here tonight. Um, we're going to be straight into the point because we're doing a double recording. We're actually uh, to take some time off um, for the holidays. We're recording two episodes back to back. So we're not going to talk much business. Uh, we're just going to get right to it. And I can't believe you're docking us pay on it, too. I, I know. They're actually having to pay me to do this. Uh, it's unusual. <laughs> um, it's not not a good business model, but, you know, if they're willing to go with it, I'm just going to run it. Um, no. Um, on that note, though, real quick, just to plug the Patreon, uh, if you go to BerkReviews.com, there is a link to support us that takes you to our Patreon page. Um, we start at just a dollar a month, and it can go in any range from there, and there's different prize, uh, prizes for the different uh, levels and tiers of support. Um, if you like what we're doing, you like our podcast, it's just a way of helping us defer the cost of seeing movies and paying for the storage fees and all of that. Um, it is a new year. We just had to renew the website, and it, it is not free, unfortunately, at least not the method that I'm going. Who knows what next year will bring in 2019? I'm already looking that far ahead, guys. Um, but ah! um, I might be moving host or something to, to try to bring the cost down, but... For now, we're staying with who we've been with, and uh, the Patreon would support this a lot. That said, we're going to get into our list right away. You guys ready? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, my number five top um, movie celebration is from a movie that I don't think is very much remembered. But when I was thinking about all the movies I've seen that have really cool party scenes, there was one that made me laugh. So much, I thought it was worth bringing up, and that is "Get Him to the Greek," um, starring Jonah Hill and Russell Brand. Uh, and my, this scene actually has uh, Puff Daddy or P Diddy or Sean Combs or whatever alias we want to go by um, in it. And uh, it's Jonah Hill's role in "Get Him to the Greek." He's like a he works for a, um, a record label, and his job is to take Russell Brand's character, who is uh, Russell Brand's character is out of snow, who's reprising his character from "Forgetting Sarah Marshall," and um, he has to get him to this big show at the Greek theater in LA. And, uh, it's, he, he, it's a road trip movie cause he's bringing him from London to LA and, uh, Alda Snow is not having it any easier for, uh, Jonah Hill's character. And at this party, um, he smokes something called a Jeffrey, which is some weird, like hybrid drug they make up for the movie. But it, and, and, uh, and also sounds very naughty. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, he ends Jonah Hill at some point is tripping and freaking out and they have him start petting the wall because the wall's covered in fur and <laughs> it, it just cracks me up because like P. Diddy's like he's talking so seriously while making Jonah Hill like pet the wall and they're both petting the wall but he's like deadpanning the, the dialogue and it's so funny it, it's not a great movie there's moments that are really funny though and this particular scene just stuck out it's a they're having a crazy wild rock and roll style party and things just go 
you know, off the chain, off the rail, over and over and over again. It just gets nuts. And Jonah Hill is one of his funnier uh, party performances, which he's in a bunch of movies that feature parties, mind you. But yes, this yeah, is the is. one I went with. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and tripping and tripping. Yes. As yeah. Well. Yeah. It's a it's a Straight recurring theme. Booth. All the drugs, Jonah. Yep. Which wow. Either he doesn't do any, and so it's just fun for him to you know play around, or he's just got a lot of experience. I'm not sure which it is, <laughs> but um. I, I actually, he know, he <laughs> this was an early Blu-ray buy for me. I think it was one of my first Blu-rays because it was on sale of like Black Friday at Walmart. And um, yeah, I've, I've, it, my wife and I both thought it was really funny. I think I've only seen it entirely once, but I've, I've caught bits and pieces and I've seen the scene a few times because I do find it amusing. Um, but th- that's uh, my number five. I, I have uh, no uh, part of this is the Russell Brand thing. I'm not a fan. I did buy his book, but I think I bought it secondhand, and I didn't pay full retail on it. But I'm not. I, I don't know. And honestly, I thought when you know get him to the Greek, I'm thinking a, some boss that's you know Greek. So that tells you how little I know about this, other than he's in it. So maybe I should change my mind. Yeah, I that's kind of what I was hoping for when I picked this one is that this would be one that a lot of people skipped on. Um, I like Russell Brand in small doses, and he is definitely very very prominent in this movie but i'm also a really big fan of forgetting sarah marshall and i liked his character in that film well it's not a direct sequel it's he's definitely playing that character and there is a reference to sarah marshall in get him to the greek um so like you get a little bit of that and it's interesting because jonah hill is in both movies but he is not playing the same character in both movies so that is a weird like continuity error kind of thing but um yeah, it, it's one that um, if you like Sarah Marshall, I think it's worth checking out because there again, there's some really funny moments. Mm, okay, and definitely P Diddy uh, was surprising. Like I don't think I'd ever seen him act before, and he cracked me up in this movie. Like, wasn't he in Made? I don't remember if he was in Made. I've only seen Made once. Um, mm. If if he was, he wasn't as prominent as he is in Get Him to the Greek because he is the record executive. So he gets a few moments where he's just. He's, I guess he's kind of playing like a satirical version of himself, like a if he were tyrannical, which he might be, I don't know, but because um, he's he's definitely like crazy boss, and there's some just off the wall moments. Pro- probably not a whole lot of acting. Yeah, but it works though. That's that's the important thing. I I don't want to get too off 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 target, but you mentioned you know that if you couldn't remember if he's in made, I I just did this thing with. My best friend's wedding. I had no idea Paul Giamatti was in my best friend's wedding. I, you know, I saw your post on Facebook, and I was like, "What? Ah. What movie is Julia Roberts and Paul Giamatti together?" And then I, I the, put it together, like as I was reading the rest of the post. He's a bellhop, and he had such a great moment. And you know, now we know him as all these, sure. you know, yeah. And and the the, <laughs> he, the line he has, and that's why I posted it. This too shall pass, because she's you know lamenting in the hallway, and I'm getting off track. But I just thought. How did I – I just didn't remember that he was in there. So there we are. I just want to say that I'm glad that I never stopped calling Puff Daddy Puff Daddy because he's back to being called Puff Daddy. Just, uh, yeah, but he, he uh, says – Plus he also added a different name. Yeah. 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 Sean Puff, yeah. he did, he combs, combs the desert. Yeah. I ain't found. Yeah. You, you can just call him whatever I think at this point. Yeah, uh, Puffy. But yeah, the – he did he <laughs> to be to be honest uh, when are we really gonna get a chance to call him anything <laughs> so. yeah 
Um, I uh, fully expect to be famous. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I'm sorry. sorry. My expectations are too low. <laughs> Clearly, I'll be Mr. Sean. I want to run in circles with Puff Daddy. I don't think like that made me very D high. Puff Daddy, Sean, Diddy Combs, may I empty your garbage, your wastebasket? That's my no. interaction, probably. <laughs> well, uh, let's go to Corey's number five. Okay. As per usual, I struggle bust with this. Um, all of mine are party scenes except for my number five, and it's from a new movie, and I don't want to get any crap about it. Um, and it's actually about a holiday, but it's Coco from this oh. year. I love this movie, and it's the ending when wait, 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 Miguel... Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yes. We didn't Sorry. do a spoiler warning, so maybe do the spoiler warning. <gasps> Dang it, I'm fired! How dare okay. you? She oh, had Jesus. one job. Uh, I'm really bad at all my books. She kept in steelbooks for it with it, and Already she did. Cocoa on steel, on steel no, I'm kidding. Okay, guys, especially me. We're probably going to ruin some of these movies with you and give away spoilers. I'm not very good at my job, but um, full steam ahead. Just to clarify, her not oh, being good at her job was not a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, not a spoiler at all. I have to be reminded every week. Um, That's... Oh, Miguel? No, hold on. Wait, Corey. Pause one more time. Oh. Actually, you know what? You go yours, and before, Mike, you do your number five, we'll we'll hedge our bets there. All right. On what? On how many of his we've seen, Corey. We're failing. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Are um, you inebriated? No, I'm not. I don't really <laughs> drink a lot at all. Just... I had a drink on Christmas. Um, oh, clearly it's lasted till today. <laughs> <laughs> probably lightweight. Um, <laughs> Miguel sets up the ofrenda. She had, and, she had regular eggnog with nothing in it. And she's no, like, oh. I had whiskey, guys. Putting <laughs> hair on my chest. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was Mark 45. I don't oh, know. My cousin got it for Christmas. And plays music for his family. Hector is now known to be the real musician that wrote the beloved songs. And, um, of course, this is taking place on the Day of the Dead. And um, we see he's playing for his still living family members and his dead family members have gathered to hear him play also. Um, and he's just doing what he loves, which is playing music. Yeah. I mean, that um, that movie's got a lot of great moments, and the music is one of the highlights for sure. Um, so, yeah, uh, definitely I'm glad we remembered the spoiler warning, though, because, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely a spoiler, but... <laughs> <laughs> what i haven't seen the movie yet how dare you oh no you like spoilers mike that's true, that's true. i actually haven't read the spoiler for this one. Oh. well you probably well. didn't understand what she was saying because like i i saw the movie and i'm like stretching my memory to remember what scene she's describing um having only seen it once and then seen several several films since then so i was like oh man um which scene is she talking about but it's it works out better that you don't know um, I'm lost. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but I do love that movie, and I definitely think that there's some uh, room in that for sure. Um, all right. Uh, Mike, what is your number five celebration? Oh, we haven't had your pets. Oh, yes. Yeah, I see. Good thing you remind me. See? Um, all right. So I will say oh, celebrations is a challenge. Corey, you want to go first? How many of Mike's movies do you think you've seen? I'll go big. I'll go three. 
Oh wow. Okay. Uh, That's like three. Three. Uh, uh, uh. I'm gonna go one. Uh, keeping it simple. Wow, he totally lowballed you. Yep, I'm down for that. So, all right. Um, just a, a quick apology to the listeners. We are we might sound a little frantic and frazzled. We had a few technical difficulties before we started recording, and because we, and because we know we are recording two episodes, uh, we're trying to keep the time succinct. Um, just because you know we have families and they expect things from us. So, um, they do. I think so, but uh, apologies if we sound a little out of sorts. We will we will tighten up, I think, as we go, um, and we get into the groove. But um, in case you've never listened to the show before, Mike has a habit of uh, picking very eclectic films that Corey and I either have never seen or very often never even heard of, um, and so we t- we take a bet of, as to who. Um, we'll have, you know, how many of his movies we think we've seen and whoever gets it right, nothing happens yet. Next year, we're going to implement a new policy, though, with that, um, which we'll talk about later. But let's move into Mike's number five. All right. Well, number five comes from probably a very little scene film by that's an adaptation of Brett Easton Ellis. Uh, Brett, Brett, let's try that again. A Brett Easton Ellis book called. The Rules of Attraction from 2002. Um, and it was written and directed by Roger Avery, who was a one-time Tarantino collaborator, and starred uh, Shannon Sossaman and, um, I'm probably butchering her name, I'm sorry, uh, James Vanderbeek mm-hmm. were the two big leads that I remember because they were part of the, you know, they were the leads. And, ba- and James Vanderbeek's character is Patrick Bateman's brother brother from American Psycho. So he has that universe within because they tie in. And in fact, there is a scene where he's talking to Patrick on the phone. And uh, I don't know where the timelines and it is loosely based on Brady Simulis's time and his college. And there are sporadically, and I think this is a theme in my list because it's set in a college or educational uh, yeah. institution, there are different themed celebrations. And I think even Gilmore grew Well, I guess this is a common thing. The college I went to, uh, it was so small that they didn't have this kind of thing. They didn't, you know, they, they may have it now, but there's definitely some steeped, you know, steeped in tradition celebrations where it's all themed and there's certain things. Gilmore Girls did this as well, which I just already mentioned. And you know, and and everything socially goes from there. And there's some Jessica Biel plays. She was another one of the leads. Plays this you know, character who eventually becomes a politician's trophy wife. You've, that's not much of a spoiler because they literally tell you that Shannon Sossaman's character and the stuff that happens. It because it wasn't the college experience that I had, and it was very I'm almost like living vicariously through those characters and i still have i think it was a borrowed copy i don't think they listen it's, it's someone i saw my facebook friend list still i have a couple of borrowed things and this is one hardback copy of the rules of attraction not a very long read it's very short short um and i liked one of my favorite things is at the end follows the book and the character is mid-sentence and it's done it's over and it's, so it kind of leaves you wanting. So that's my f- number five. Um, that is one that I've been meaning to watch for a long time. 
Um, I remember when it came out, it had my attention without knowing all those little d- facts. But in the years that it's been out, I've learned about the tie-in to American Psycho and stuff, and it's one I've wanted to watch and just have not, I have not got to. So, um, good pick. He does that with a couple of things. I like that he has that universe. I think Lunar Park ties in as well. I think all of his novels, in a way, tie in to that. Although I could be wrong about Less Than Zero, which. I debated, but I just included it on a list, so I didn't go the less than zero route because I mean that's that uh, that's actually was that was my last week pick I think or the week before holiday spirit one ah yeah um really man I don't remember that actually I I did I, uh, doing research for this list I saw rules of engage or that's is, am I saying the right thing rules of engagement. Rules of Attraction. Rules of Attraction. That's Rules of Engagement. It's a TV show. TV yeah. series, yeah. Which was not that bad, to be honest. Uh, Patrick Warburton's in it. But, um, oh, okay. Um, Putty. It, uh, it it popped up on a few other lists that I saw. Um, I just still hadn't seen it. So I was like, oh, man, that's disappointing. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, Corey, have you ever seen Rules of Attraction? I have not. And have you seen American Psycho? Yeah. Okay. I just recently, recently-ish, probably in the last six or so months, rewatched it because I had only seen it once before, and I, uh, I don't want to say that I was too young when I watched it, but I think I definitely didn't appreciate it. I only American saw Psycho. Yeah, I yeah. only saw one scene before. I just watched the whole movie on during Hurricane Irma, um, but uh, I had only seen one scene, the uh, chainsaw killing scene. Uh, and so <laughs> that not getting the satirical nature of the film, I just thought it was like a really cheesy yeah. horror movie. Um, and so I, I was not interested. And then when I finally, my friends had been talking about it for years and I finally rewatched it or not rewatched it, but gave it a full watch recently and uh, liked it quite a bit. So um, that said, I'm hoping I, I kind of, I have a lot, like I have like tons of movies on my honorable mention list. I'm not going to read them all, but I, I always have more than, than necessary kind of to pull through. But um, the one that I picked for my number four, I hope counts as a celebration because it's, it's more of a nightclub. And I didn't think about that as not an arranged like party, you know, it's just like people are there partying, but it's not like a planned party, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, well I'm going to go with it and you guys can berate me if I, if you think I'm wrong, but I went with um, 1991's, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secrets of the Ooze, (laughs) Ninja Uh, Rap, Um, uh, the Vanilla Ice uh, rap song, uh, dance number. Go Turtle. Go Turtle. No. Yes. Why are are you doing this to us? Why are you having – this is like your Hudson Hawk moment. I grew up (laughs) on the Ninja Turtles. I was a huge Ninja Turtle fan as a kid. I had – I watched the cartoons. I had all the figures. I I went to the theater to see the first movie. I went to the theater to see the second. I even saw Turtles in Time in the theater, as bad as that movie is. Um, And uh, I have a friend who is now the editor of BerkReviews.com, David Ortega, um, who is also a big Ninja Turtles fan. We And it's we weren't friends when we were that young, but we've been friends since middle school. So, like, we were already, like, at that point we were not talking about the Turtles, but we still had our collections, like, you know, tucked away and hidden from the rest of us. But eventually we found out that we were both big Turtles fans. And uh, I think two years ago when the, the Michael Bay-produced Turtle movie came out, um, he bought me the uh, Blu-ray four-pack, which has... The three live-action movies and then the animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies from a few years ago they did. 
um, on Blu-ray, and they they're they have moments. There's some bad bad stuff in these movies, no question. Um, but there's some really great stuff in them too, especially if you are a fan of the turtles. Um, and as goofy as the scene is, it's one that I will never forget and so much so that Kraft Macaroni and Cheese even felt the need to bring it back I don't remember if you guys ever saw the commercial Mm -hmm. but Vanilla Mm -hmm. Ice was stocking shelves of macaroni which I found a little too close to home (laughs) um, how do you think they got the idea they're like oh you're already doing this we'll just just film this on our iPhones Um, (laughs) got you but uh, yeah the turtle we're doing a film called Tangerine the turtle rap, the dance, um, the whole the whole thing. It's it's absolutely ridiculous, but it's great. And I have to admit, I one of my first uh musicians that I liked was MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice was right behind. Like those were two of my favorite things when I was a kid. Like I had both of their cassette tapes in my Walkman. Uh, I'm sure it was not an official Walkman. I don't know what brand I had, but you know, it was a walk around tape player. Oh pace non descriptive person thing. Yeah. And so I uh I, I always have like an affinity for that scene is and again I watch it and I know it's dumb but I enjoy it when I see it. So it was my number 4. Uh, I, you know, probably at the time I was very into it and then when I was a child I like things that childs like. <laughs> <laughs> I mm, I guess I can forgive it more than I could forgive the Michael Bay treatment, if that's fair enough. See, I I didn't hate everything about the Michael Bay treatment. There were some things I really hated. I really hate what they did to Shredder more than anything. However, they did Bebop and Rocksteady, which the other ones never did. In fact, they should have been in this movie, and they aren't. Instead, we get these knockoff uh, Toka and Razor or something like that. And they're awful, and they're they're giant babies for some reason. And I would have much rather it had been Bebop and Rocksteady. Especially, I thought the Bebop and Rocksteady in the second Turtle movie, Michael Bay Turtle movie, were great. They they were kind of the highlight of that movie. The second one's nowhere near as fun as the first one, and they bastardized Casey Jones in the new one. Um, he's not even remotely Casey Jones anymore. It's just Arrow with a hockey mask on. But... Uh, if Stephen Stephen Amell is the actor who they got to play uh, Casey Jones, who I like, but did not like their their take on Casey Jones at all. Um, but this movie's just stuck with me. Corey, you sounded like you might be a little on my side. Are you uh, a fan of this movie at all? I can't remember the movies really. Um, I was a big fan of the cartoon with you know my brother and I would watch it ah. every day. Oh yeah. But um, and he had the action figures and everything. But um, I can't really remember the movies very much. I remember April and her, like, I remember a couple scenes, but I don't even remember which movie it's from, but I thought that it was fun. I've never actually read the comics, um, which I hear are are very, especially the original books, are very, like, uh, serious and take, you know, the comedy's there, but I think it's supposed to be way, way more subdued. Um, And the first movie is a lot more adult-oriented as far as, like, it's more dramatic. Um, there's humor that, like Mike, Mike and Donnie are, are more of a comedic duo. But like Raphael's storyline in the first movie is very dark and gra- and gritty, um, and the second movie is not that at all. They they really hammered in on the comedy, and everybody's kind of more comedic relief. Um, 
And there's again, there's a lot of stupid parts, and this is one of them. But it's one that I, when I think about celebrations, what's happier than the turtle rap? I mean, come on, guys, ninja, go ninja, go ninja, go. All right, that's my number four. Let's see what Corey's got. I really appreciate that a lot. Um, watch out, Vanilla Ice. Make uh, John's coming from you for you. Um, he's, co- he's coming for your sto- your your grocery store stocking your, job. Your career. Um, oh, so sorry. I couldn't. No, I'm sorry. Um, I okay. We've talked about this movie. I've talked about this movie. It's in my top five of all time. But I couldn't leave off the ending of Empire Records. Um, the Empire is saved. Gina and Burko are closing out the night with a rooftop song. Gina's finally singing. Um, I just uh, I don't know. Everybody's down in the streets, like dancing and having fun, and. They've collected all the money, and I'm totally forgetting the name of the manager now, right now. But he gets to—he's he owns a store now. Um, oh my, Joe. Yes, Joe. I wanted to say it like Max, and that was totally not right. Max is um Johnny Whitaker's character, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the actor's name because I think it's the only thing I've ever seen him in. Johnny Whitworth. Okay. Nobody knows who that 90s is. 90s first drop, John. <laughs> Are you there, Corey? Yes. Okay. So that's my number four. Oh, that's I'm all sorry, you, I needed that. Yeah, you, you didn't end on like what sounded like a ending statement, so I was really thrown off. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, that's she wanted to emulate my last pick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally planned. I um I very much uh like Empire Records and that party is great. Um Cherry Bomb is uh I think no Sugar High, I'm sorry, Sugar High. Sugar cherry High. Bomb is a different song. Uh Sugar High. Um there is a cherry lipstick or chapstick is in the song. That's why I always think cherry. Um I very much uh like that song uh in the movie. I actually don't love the song on the soundtrack cuz She's not singing with them, and I think she adds something to the song that I really like. Plus, uh, the lyrics are way dirtier in the actual song than they are in the movie, um, which they kind of made me a little uncomfortable. So, I, I prefer oh. the um, I prefer this that scene. And yeah, it's a it's a moment of triumph, right? It's a party that starts off with the hope to save the empire, and in fact uh, achieves that goal. And so, yeah, awesome. And she's gained the confidence she talked about earlier in the movie, where she just wants to sing. But she doesn't have the guts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Mike, I don't remember. Have you seen Empire or no? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. I That's... jumped on that because of the Rory Cochran thing. Mm. And um, I, I didn't even consider it. I guess I could have, but I didn't I didn't go that route. Yeah, I um, it had been in and out of my top five. Um, I, I, I had it on the list and I pulled it off the list and I had it on the list pulled it off the list and I ended up uh just just dropping it um so but I'm glad that I got to talk about it cuz it's one that I do like quite a bit. I'm glad. We're glad. <laughs> We're all We're all glad. Well, I was like guilty cuz I've definitely put this on it. So maybe Empire Records is being uh it's being retired from Corey's top 5 unless we like make a live Tyler list or something. <laughs> <laughs> you're now you're now limited to Elizabeth Olsen and Zoe Deschanel. Ugh. That's all you get no to watch. Recycling. <laughs> all right, Mike. Uh, what do you have for number four? 
All right. The one I'm going with, I am sure, I am positive one person on this in this group is going to 100% or maybe even 100 million percent approve of. Okay. Uh, we're going with the debut of Love Burger, everyone's favorite band in Canada. Yes. I was expecting this to be Corey's number one. Um, she may I just named it like a list or two ago, so. <laughs> well, I don't but know that I, I named this one. And <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the fact that the one guy's wearing the band shirt to his own, <laughs> his own performance, show. and there's that whole discussion. And then the stuff that happened, and this is tough because I really wanted to include, and again, we're, you know, Rules of Attraction set in college. This is at the end of high school. And part of me really, really wanted to go the the say anything route because Lloyd Dobler and his girl um, ended up at the party with the chicken and the keys. And it, it was interesting because in that one, you know, they're really responsible. Everybody turns in their keys so they are not driving inebriated, which isn't the case and can't hardly wait. But it's a whole, you know, it's a different time. But there's all the stuff going on between Jennifer Love Hewitt and her, at that point, ex, and Seth Green and Lauren Ambrose <laughs> deal. And uh, what was, was going to waste my flavor? And which is one of my favorite reactions, which every once in a while I have to put in as an animated GIF reaction uh, <laughs> because people always get up in my flavor and, you know, waste it. Uh, just. Uh, I know on my playlist, because Amazon, and I'm reaching the 500 song limit per playlist on my one playlist, this is this replacement song is on there. And it just, oh. it gives me a lot of, a lot of joy just listening to it. And the film is fun. And um, yeah. I, it, I um, This is how I was introduced to the replacements. And it is still my favorite replacement song. I do also love Kiss Me on the Bus, and I like a lot of their stuff, but this song, because of this movie, is still my favorite. I should have been into the replacements a whole lot earlier due to my love of Winona Ryder and her affinity for them. I, I would say around time of Heather's, I should have been into the replacements, but I didn't get into them until uh, it was a later album, All Shook Down, which is very melodic and then definitely not mm. the post-punk sound look because even can't hardly wait is pretty polished but um pleased to meet me or alex chilton you know they're, the production value is really different there's definitely grow uh, if you if i know we don't talk music typically but that's uh, i just right right i was as i was prepping i was watching someone's instagram live and this you know we already the person was broadcasting and they already had some common interests and but hadn't heard of some of these other groups so you know how i am you've been a slave us a, 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 a prisoner to my playlists in my car i have um yeah oh see you see you hear, yeah. hear the pain in his voice oh, um no. <laughs> but i mean i've gone and and even even with my own students because when a ninth grader can pick up on songs that I'm like, how do they know? I, they impress me. And I like, you give me hope. And I've told them this because then at that point, I'm like, I got to introduce you to more stuff. You need to expand even further than you already have. But that's a, a different story. Not to, to move forward, but um, I, I had considered this movie as well as the whole movie is basically a party movie. I mean, 
mm-hmm. most of it set at a party. But the scene that I would have gone with is a little farther down, I think, where um, the nerd whose name is not coming to my brain sings Paradise City. Uh, <laughs> and I, yeah. I love that scene yeah, so that's... much. So um, that's where I was going with mine. But um, it's funny because that's a movie I think – um, it feels like it's a cult following. Like I don't think it did very well when it came out, but somehow it found all of us. Um, and obviously, Corey's... I saw it in theaters. Did you really? Yeah, and I wow. told you this before at I the theater know. in downtown Disney. And I walked right over. My aunt Bobby took me, and we walked right over to Virgin Records, and I bought the soundtrack. Interesting. My wife is with your aunt Bobby right now, riding the Orlando oh. Eye, and going to the Wax Museum. <gasps> um, as... I want to go to a Wax Museum. I need to make. Yeah, that was Bobby's. Uh, Bobby got tickets for Christmas for Kathy, so that's where they oh. are um, right now. So um, that's when my lifelong crush of Ethan Embry started. Yes, I can go on and on about this movie, which is why we need to move forward. So let's go yes. take a little trip back to 1990, guys, when hip hop was the rave, and I am a eight year old child, and I it probably I was probably nine when I actually got to see this movie because I'm pretty sure I watched it on HBO. But I watched it every time it was on HBO, and that's House Party with Kid and Play. <laughs> and there is a dance-off sequence that I absolutely love that I will not deny having tried to replicate multiple times and failed every time. Where you know, because there's a part where they grab their ankles and like pull back their leg as they're like shuffling. I can't even. I don't know if I'm giving the scene justice, but I love that dance scene <laughs> as a kid. It was one of my favorites, and that the whole movie. I mean, the movie's called House Party. It's about a house party. But um, I actually always found Kid and Play really, really funny. I never listened to their music outside of the movies they were in, though. Like, I, I loved House Party 1. I love Class Act. Um, as dumb as that movie is, I enjoyed it very much, especially as a kid when it was like, you know, the dumb comedy worked really well for me. And um, I think I even like House Party 2. Uh, I didn't get past two, though. Uh, I think they went to, like, House Party four and a half or five or some crap like that. Um, but at some point, Kid and Play took, like, a back seat, and it was, uh, I think, Immature took over in the main role. Remember that, like, the kid group Im- Immature with, like, Romeo and two other names that I don't remember? But they oh. were they took over the House Party lead, uh, I think, after three. Um, so I stopped watching them after three for sure. But uh, this scene, when I'm thinking of party movies, I'm thinking of House Party, and... That scene is so great, and it, it ends, you know, because, I don't know, anytime I've ever been to a party in my life, it's usually just a bunch of people sitting around and doing nothing. Um, I, I rarely, I can't recall a dance ever happening. Like, this looked like a fun party to be at, where people are just having a good time, dancing, you know, that's it, I guess. So, boring parties of my life versus house party. Set the bar high, and it has not lived up to it. So, <laughs> you know, if you grew your hair tall enough, you know, like a foot and a half tall into a block, I bet you you would have gotten to more actual house parties. Maybe. Maybe not, I guess. I don't know. I don't think my hair was I, – I don't know how much hair gel I would have needed to make it stand as tall as kids' about hair. The Um, You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what certain hairsprays would do, or at this point, Gorilla Snot, but anyway. Well, now I can't do it, for sure. It it would just have this weird, like, bowl effect. And not like a bowl cut. I mean, like, an actual practical... Almost like, you ever play Highlight? That's what my Uh, hair would be. Um, I don't know that anyone outside of Florida knows what Highlight is. Oh, really? Um, Well, when I was a kid, we had, like, these little plastic 
kind of like highlight with a wiffle ball. You know what I'm talking about? Like <laughs> it was like the it was a plastic handle, and it had the like the curve like a highlight thing. So I've always been familiar with it. But um, yeah, that's what my hair would look like though, because there's be like a big gap in the middle where there's nothing growing. So um, that said, <laughs> let's move on to uh, unless you guys have anything to add to house party, let's go to Corey's number. Three. I haven't seen that forever. No. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Really can say. Oh man, it's one. It's I'm not saying look, seek it out, but if it were ever on, I'd say watch at least some of it because it's got some funny stuff. Yeah, in. High, high class piece of art. Um, oh, I wow. have. <laughs> contempt in her voice. <laughs> um, I feel like okay. My number three. Um, I just want to say that I appreciated so much about this movie. Um, but I chose the pool party scene from The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh. <laughs> I love all of the controversy oh, that boy. surrounded this movie so much. Um, I loved all of the excess that they did such a good job at illustrating for us. Um, and I, here we are talking about Jonah Hill um, and the voiceover from Jordan as he is letting his quaaludes kick in. Um, Which they don't just, make anymore. Yeah, they don't make those anymore, guys. And they were made for housewives. Um, oh. That's what he says in the movie. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, it was a long movie, but yeah. like I said, I just really appreciated all the controversy. You know, I, I, I saw Wolf of Wall Street a while ago. I only saw it once, and I don't remember... The only scene I remember is him driving the car while on, I believe, Quaaludes. I love uh, that scene. And yeah. I'm like, the car makes it home in one piece. And I'm like, there's no way. And yeah. then is it when he wakes up the next morning and it's just like completely trashed? Yeah. Well, I think you get to see that whole sequence again, how like play how it actually happened. And it's, how it actually happened. It's so funny. Um, but I don't remember the pool party scene. I remember there was a lot of parties in that movie, it, if I recall. Yes. It. The office um, parties. The... Oh, God, yes. the office parties. Yeah, I remember the office I, When I was thinking about this movie, I was thinking about how uncomfortable I would be to work at a company like that mm. um, because of that party. But it's at the beginning uh, At the beginning of the scene, he's like, we're going to take this party into the next stratosphere or something. And then it's when he meets Naomi. Okay. That's uh, Margot Robbie, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not. You don't have to try to sell me on it. No. I, I just don't remember uh, enough of that movie, and it is long, which is why I've only seen I it the one time. I I know. Yeah, that, but uh, and I I love Scorsese, uh, Scorsese or Scorsese, depending on your enunciation. But um, just call him Marty. We on a first name basis. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're all friends. I, I'm a huge fan of his films, although I don't think I've rewatched many of them. Um, I've seen Hugo a lot, but that's because I teach Hugo, so I've seen it multiple times. But um, oh, I have yet to finish that. I always catch bits and pieces. My son knows. She's like, she's like I recorded that for you, Dad. I'm like, yeah, okay. I really like it. Um, I don't think it's his best or anything. It's just it's the most easy to teach, as it's, I think, one of his only PG-rated films. So um, <laughs> it, it's actually, like, you know, accessible to my kids. And it is about filmmaking and the, a love of filmmaking, so it, it ties in nicely. Um, and it's also a tribute to film. There's a lot of scenes that are, are out of like silent films, like recreations and stuff like that. So, uh, it's a really cool movie to show a film class in my opinion. But, um, yeah, uh, I, it's definitely a, a movie that I remember seeing and remember hearing all the hype because it had a record for the most F words dropped in a movie. I can't believe something could oust Scarface. 
Take it easy. Did you know me? I could see Deadpool 2 just trying for the record, just out of fun. Like, <laughs> just out of pro- Yes. Like just even of well, br- breaking the fourth wall, just like looking at the camera like, here we go, and then just going to town. But um, There could be like a little count at the bottom right hand of the screen, Deadpool, just singing each time. With, Deadpool, like a Leonardo honestly. DiCaprio holding a sign of the number <laughs> in the bottom right corner. That would be great. That would be so funny. Come on, Ryan Reynolds, make it happen. Deadpool, uh, next level, though, with the whole very intimate scene that i can't even yeah we can't go explicit you know what i'm talking the about montage of uh of love making oh my all right i think my wife is done after that so <laughs> well bye all right well let's go to mike's number three all right so there were a few pretty easy picks this was one of my easiest picks from 2013 and part of my joy out of it is the Actors playing themselves and oh, really man. having fun with it. Yeah. Um, and the, and this is the end, especially with Michael Sarah, because the yep. stuff that happens with him, <laughs> and then you know, because ultimately, well, this is the end that gives you you pretty much no. And as much as I might I might have some Channing Tatum hate, there's this whole little bit in there that is just mm-hmm. wow <laughs> near the end. Yep. Yep. And um. Uh, John, yet again, uh, do we have a Jonah Hill theme tonight? Because yeah, he's is, in Wolf of Wall Street too. Um, yeah, he's in. He's been in a couple of our picks here. Greek. Apparently, yeah, he's he is the party guy. He is the celebration guy, go-to guy. Um, and I do like him because he's had some really good. Uh, he was so good in Moneyball. He was, uh, but but I digress. This is the end. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm thinking of. When they're discussing and Emma Watson overhears and does, you know. But that's not uh, the party. The party is actually what opens the film, right? Yeah, the party opens the beginning and it's the impetus for everything else. And without the party, you don't have the rest. Well, I mean, you're going to have Armageddon, but that's what gets everyone into the, you know. James Franco's house uh, is because they're having a James Franco party. Um, and you get left with uh, Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, Craig Robinson, Danny McBride, and Jay Baruchel, who's I didn't even know was connected to that group of people yeah, until this movie. Um, and because uh, he's he's done more kid friendly stuff outside of a few things. I mean, he's done a few more adult comedies, but he's in uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, and he's in um, uh, the How to Train a Dragon. He's the main voice of the guy. Um, and yep. that's not the case for the rest of those people I just listed. They tend to go a little, little more hard R. Um, but that scene with Michael Sarah, the, the the story is that he told Rihanna to really slap him, <laughs> and like oh. and she went for it. Yeah, it seems seems real. Yeah, well, and I think he slapped her butt for real, but had already oh. told her to like, I'm gonna slap your butt. Slap me as hard as you can, because he he's the one who's playing most off of his persona, um, right? Where he's subverting it completely. Like you think I'm this guy, but I am really an obnoxious alcoholic cokehead, you know. Um, and yeah, which you pro- oh wait, what? <laughs> uh, my understanding is he's not like that. That's why they went with that character for the film because it was super funny. But um, what you're gonna blow my image of him? But yeah, this is the end. Um, was on my honorable mentions for sure because it is. Uh, a movie that starts with a celebration and then it sours. And then uh, th- that's I actually saw that, I think, twice. And you mentioned Channing Tatum, and that is actually the film that made me give him more of a chance because 
I was like, he doesn't need to do this scene in this movie. Like, he does not need the paycheck. It's a no. small part. Him yep. doing it told me he doesn't take himself too seriously, and it made me yeah. appreciate him um, and overlook his and what he, rom-coms and whatnot. And what he does in it. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> um, without being too... Graphic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's the gimp in Pulp Fiction, essentially, if you've ever... Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um not actually in Pulp Fiction, just to clarify, but I mean, it's that same type of thing. Um, anyways, let's go to my number two. Unless, Corey, sorry, do you have anything to add to This is the End? I've never seen it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think it's one worth checking out. There's a, I won't yeah. tell you how or when, but the Backstreet Boys play a major factor in this movie. Oh, man. And God. that alone is worth seeing. That's another celebration scene right there. It is, actually, yeah. That seems it's it's actually pretty funny because it is a buddy story. Like it's um, like imagine it's kind of like not our story, but you moved away and yet you still maintain a friendship with Kathy, kind of thing. Because that's a big part of it. Is Seth Rogen and Jay Baruchel were best friends, but then they they Jay stayed in Canada and Seth has moved to L.A. and it's Jay's coming to visit Seth. Um, and like them kind of dealing with the the that they're growing apart, but still having like affection for each other and wanting to stay friends even though it's hard to, to do you know it, it i don't know i think the story that's underneath all the chaos is pretty pretty uh familiar and and uh makes it a fun movie plus craig robinson's always great i don't think he gets yeah, it yep um all right my number two is uh a movie that Corey. i don't know if you've watched or not yet i already have it's uh it's a wonderful life from 1946 um, luckily this scene is not a major spoiler because the party that I'm talking about is, um, George Bailey's brother, uh, man, I'm going to forget his name. Um, his, uh, Harry, that's what it is. Harry's graduation party where, um, it's, uh, George ends up going and seeing, uh, Donna Reed's character who is Mary and they end up dancing and, uh, at, before the dance starts, we're told, um, we're so excited to have this new gym floor that's above the swimming pool. They were able to put a like retractable gym floor over the swimming pool so they could have both the basketball court and a pool. So that instead of having two separate you know facilities, which would cost the school a lot of money, they have this instead. And so as they're dancing, a, a Charleston contest starts. And they're dancing, and someone is kind of bitter towards George um, because he stole uh, Mary from this guy thinks he stole Mary from him. He had no chance with Mary, to be real. But uh, he gets the opportunity to push the button to retract the floor. And George and Mary oh. happen to be standing right over where the floor is going to part. Uh, and so um, they don't see it happening. They're dancing, and they don't see it happening. And you hear, like, the no one's – it's a, it's played for comedy. It's really funny. They end up taking a dive in the pool, and everyone ends up just kind of joining them. It's – um. It's a very memorable scene in movies. It's been done a few other times after that. Um, but this is, we're looking at 1946 for It's a Wonderful Life. And so I always thought that scene was really fun um, and an interesting way of like kind of like – and it's it's a passing moment too because a lot of the film is told through um, backs, like flashbacks essentially. And so we're only in the scene for this little bit, but it ends up leading to some important stuff after the fact. And um, – I don't know. It's just something I, I love this movie. And so any chance I get to talk about it, um, I try to because I, I, I think it gets lost in the shuffle um, with all the Christmas movies. And it's it's more than a Christmas movie. Uh, it is the the main scene. The actual time frame that it's taking place is at Christmas. But the rest, most of the film 
is not set at Christmas because we're seeing fragments of George's life. So uh, this particular fragment at the, the high school graduation party for his brother Harry is uh, my number two. I haven't watched it yet. Ah. Uh, it's been a long time, and I don't recall. I, I didn't watch okay. it this season, oddly enough. Um, it's not a tradition it. for that one. It is for me. Um, it's all a recent tradition, though. I used to watch it as a kid. I definitely didn't appreciate it as a kid. I Then, when I hit my teenage years, I was just like, oh, it's such a dumb, boring movie. Um, because that's my you know cynicism that I had as a high school kid. And then, um, a few years ago, I watched it for the first time, and it brought me to tears. Um, and it brings me to tears every time. Um, it, and it's it's real tears. It's not just... Uh, like my eyes watering like this time I, I legit had to uh, use the napkins I had for my popcorn to wipe my eyes. Um, uh, and I've, I've seen it the last two years uh, this just this past Sunday. And last year I saw it at our local theater because they do a five dollar screening at Regal um, for It's a Wonderful Life. Apparently, hopefully every year because they've done it the last two at least. Um, and if there is something about seeing it on the big screen that just works really well for me. Yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, that's my number two. Um, I, I say that I haven't watched it this season, which I haven't. And um, two of my my kids, two of my girls, gave me homework in a sense because they asked me about Hamilton, which I'm late on the boat. And I have I, I have a rationale and White Christmas, which I still haven't. Oh. Seen. So I've, so far I've failed. At least I have Hamilton downloaded to my phone, but. I need to watch White Christmas. White Christmas is uh, we just did for Movie Club last week, in fact, because um, Corey had never seen it. Um, oh. And apparently that's one that uh, my my friend uh, David also had never seen. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. And I, got, I dragged him to the theater with me on Sunday um, to watch it. And uh, he had not seen White Christmas either. I don't know. I love White Christmas. Um, I pointed out on the, uh, the podcast episode there's a couple of things that could – be trimmed down it's a it's two hours and it's it's you feel it you feel the two hours by the end um but there's so many great memorable moments and i love uh danny Kaye and bing crosby in that film so i definitely think it's uh one you should check out for sure so i second your homework um but let's oh there you go um Corey, what is your number two uh celebration movie okay um i also talked about this one um but I chose the ballroom scene from the labyrinth. I thought that would be on your list. <laughs> I love, I think it's so beautiful. I love um, yeah, the gowns, the costumes, true. the masquerade masks, the beads that are hanging from the ceiling. Um, it's a little bit creepy, too, because those masks do remind me of plague doctor masks. Um, <laughs> but I just love that scene so much. And, I mean, yeah. Well, I, I've i only seen – I saw this, I'm sure, as a kid several times, but as an adult, conscious of the film, I've only seen it once. Um, and I watched it a couple years ago with uh, – we had a movie club during lunch in my classes. Like my kids would come eat lunch, and we would put a movie on over like the course of two or three days. We would watch a movie, and somebody had uh, – I had a student who was a huge David Bowie fan, um, like mega – huge david bowie fan which i always found really odd because like no one else ever except for Corey, had ever mentioned david bowie to me and this kid was like you know a high school kid loving david bowie was kind of surprising but she brought in labyrinth and we watched it and i i don't remember much about it to be honest um i remember thinking wow that cod piece but um that's uh yeah that's indeed 
I love his makeup so much in that movie, though. The eyebrows. And the 80s. Yeah. Hair. Yeah, very 80s. Um, <laughs> Mike, do you have any? You were you sounded uh, a little dis, uh, disappointed in my pick. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, well. Uh, no, I mean, this is a classic, and I tease my daughter. I mean, one of our cats is named David Bowie. So, I mean, although it is bothersome, the, the costuming choices are bothersome. Uh, if I had to, if I had a choice between this and the Dark Crystal, it's going to be the Dark Crystal. Oh, Dark Crystal. <laughs> They're rescreening that. I don't know if I've yeah, ever told you that. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Um, side note, I got Corey for Christmas a uh, David Bowie Labyrinth figure and a, a David Bowie Labyrinth pop vinyl. Um, so she's got two Jareth, uh, collectibles and Mike, I have to point out cause I haven't heard from you, but I thought when I found out the pop I bought you, I was so excited. Did you know? That... Oh, yo, yeah, I was, I was ecstatic. Did... I kept it put away because I'm like, I don't want to damage it, but it needs to join all its friends. I'm sorry. Did you know that it, uh, they had done that though? Cause like, no, no, I, 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 I you know, I typically know that stuff. Yeah. But, I, no. I I came across it on an accident. I got him a uh, crow from Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Oh, um, okay. And uh, I don't know if you remember this conversation, Mike, but I hit you up randomly one day, and I was like, "Pizza or Chinese food?" And then I did like a series of like choose this or that, and I was like, "Crow or Tom Servo?" And you said crow, so you got crow. <laughs> <laughs> um, like either of them would have been cool. But yeah, um, yeah, that was really cool. I, I was so excited when I saw them because I was like, "What? When did they do this?" Because like I had never heard anything about it, and um, yeah, that was like an obvious gift for Mike. Uh, you know, but I will have to seek out Tom Servo for your birthday because man, um, you got to keep them together. But um, yeah, all right. Well, that leads to Mike's number two. All right, uh, give me a second. I need to get a bra so I can put it on my head. Mm. It's ceremonial. So, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's the reference to my number two pick from 1985, Weird Science. Now, uh, celebration. Oh, really? You didn't get that reference? No, actually, this is a. Uh, I've. It's not a gap, but it's, oh. it's a desperate need of a rewatch because I, I have mixed memories of this film, and I honestly, my first experience with Weird Science was the USA TV series. Um, oh no 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 no! I know, that's not I know. no no no. Um, but I, I have I recently saw bits and pieces of it. It was on HBO or something like in the last year or so, and I watched some of it. I did not watch it from beginning to end, and um, it has been a long time since I've uh, watched any of it. Um, so I didn't get the reference. Ah, okay, yeah. So um, it's it doesn't come right at the beginning because the guys are nerds and they create. It's basically an updated Frankenstein's tale, uh, you know, Frankenstein in the sense with Kelly, Kelly LeBrock. I've lost the name, but um, it's just the shenanigans that they get into because she can manipulate just about anything. And it go, she can break the laws of physics and freeze people. You know, at some point in the celebration, Grandma and Grandpa are frozen to um, Chet's, which is by, played by the late... Um, Bill Paxton. Mm. Um, uh, and, you know, obviously he is, he's not a great big brother at all to, no, to, um, uh, to, or, or friend or anything. And, and just, it's the epitome of just this lunkhead that is just such a jerk. In any case, you know, he sees grandma and grandpa 
frozen. There's a nuclear warhead going through the house. A gang of bikers that these nerds uh, eventually face down. It's just it's the party to end all parties, really. And no, for no reason than to have a party. Which is, t- uh, again, this was difficult because this one has a companion piece in 16 Candles, which the party scene is not as long and there's no confrontation like that other than the challenge of one's hair getting stuck in the door jam and yeah. having to take care of that. But And a, uh, racial, a racial stereotypical Asian character. <laughs> oh, dude. oh, boy. Maybe that's why I didn't go with it because that was a little... I mean, I love the film, but that was a little bothersome. Yeah. So, there we are. Um, yeah. Now, Corey, I know you're a huge John Hughes fan, but I don't think I've ever heard you talk about Weird Science. Is this uh, one you've skipped? or? I have not. I've only seen bits and pieces of it. Um, I think I own it, but no. I... What? I know. And again, I honestly, I'm not sure if I've ever seen the movie from beginning to end because I thought I had. But when I was watching the bits and pieces recently, none of it felt familiar. And I was like, wait a minute, I could have swore I watched this because I was a fan of the TV show, as dumb as the show was. It was something that it caught my attention. Um, also, the girl is from Weird – she was in uh, Kingpin. I don't remember the actress's name to save my life, but the, the okay. girl that was – what is it? Uh, I feel like I'm wrong. I want to oh. say it's – I'm wrong. I'm okay. sure of it. Well, Kingpin with uh, Bill Murray and Woody Harrelson and Dennis Quaid – um, or is it, I'm sorry, not Dennis, Randy Quaid, right? I don't know. Um, the bowling movie, it's funny, it's stupid, but, um, the actress was the, uh, creation in the Weird Science TV series, and those are the only two things I remember her being in, um, but I liked her when I was a kid, so, pulled me in, but, I need to, uh, probably give this more of a, a thorough watch, as I've seen most of John Hughes films now, and this is one that apparently might be on my gap list, I'm not 100% really, but... <laughs> Um, we're at our number one, guys. Um, and I was just looking at my number one and found out that it has a lower Metacritic than uh, Hudson Hawk. <laughs> I think I, I was surprised. Oh, I was surprised. Um, it has a 16. Now, that's only out of 13 reviews because uh, this is an older film. It's from 1995. Um, and it's Adam Sandler's first big film, Billy Madison. Um, which would you have guessed Billy Madison's rated lower than Hudson Hawk? Um, because it's definitely got a cult following from my, at least in my circles, um, people love this movie and Happy Gilmore. Um, but um, my my party scenes are all of his graduation parties. Um, every time he graduates a grade, he gets a big giant party, and they're all awesome. Like you know, like maddeningly awesome because it's kind of the point is here's this privileged white kid who's you know getting to go back through school because he was his parents his dad is super rich. And so every, every two weeks he graduates quote unquote uh, from the grade that he was in and gets a huge, massive celebration where there's like a clown dies and like there's crazy games oh going on. I mean, it's just, it's madness, but every scene of the parties are always fun. Um, and you get best friend, Norm McDonald who cracks me up as he's always drunk. And he's like, you want to get that donkey drunk on some beer? And it's like, no, nah, maybe later. All right, I'll get a bucket. <laughs> like, it's just—it's just—it's uh, a movie that I loved when I was a kid. I—I I don't. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a great movie, but I find a lot of the humor to be very funny still. Um, it's dumb comedy for sure, but there's so many like memorable lines and scenes, and um, 
I still say stop looking at me, Swan, from this freaking movie. You know, like it's dumb stuff like that that's just embedded into my group's pop culture that in my head is everyone. But apparently maybe it's just my group uh, of friends and, and whatnot. But um, Billy Madison's Graduation Parties is my number one uh, celebration movie because, again, there's so many of them <laughs> and they're all they're all in there. Is he going to have one every time? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a line, right? It's like it's in, in uh, that actor uh, whose name is not coming to me, but is in Get Out this year. Um, oh, yeah, uh, and he is a great villainous character. He's also in Cabin in the Woods, which is one of my favorite performances with him and Richard Jenkins um, being the operators. Holy crap! <laughs> I just hit a button on my Millennium Falcon speaker, and oh, is... <laughs> I thought that you were just congratulating your number. Your we're gonna wow. we're gonna be what? sued by uh, <laughs> John Williams now. <laughs> Oh no! It's an accident. Um, I apologize. That is not our music. <laughs> I've been hitting this thing the whole time, and nothing's happened. Apparently, I pushed the button harder um, than I have the rest of the episode. Sorry about that. Um, any had anything to add to Billy Madison as my number one, guys? I forgot this one, and I rate it much higher than Hudson Hawk for sure. Right? Because I, I, I thought yeah. you were a big fan of this movie too. That's why I was like. A little surprised by your lack of support there when I was talking about it. Oh, no, I'm definitely behind this, this film. It's poop again. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. totally <laughs> forgot about it. Yeah, this one uh, popped up quick for me. And because um, I, I basically, a lot of times, like, I will look for other people's lists and kind of just to get ideas. But I started just scanning my movie collection and... It's funny how memorable some of the party scenes are from these movies. That's why I have such a huge list. Um, a lot of them are just like scenes that I recall from these different movies that I'm like, man, it's crazy how uh, easy it is to remember the parties from these films. But that's what they are. So, um, Corey, uh, are you a Billy Madison uh, hater? Um, I don't think that I would really want to watch it now but i grew up on those movies so oh, okay. i don't really hate it well, that works for me well what is your number it's... one party movie is it can't hardly wait ah uh, i love that movie but no um so my my good friend um oh my god i need to start taking vitamins or something for memory memory um it's the great gatsby so that's the second time that oh. yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. has shown up on my list. Yes. Um, it's the party, though, um, where Nick Carraway meets Jay Gatsby. Yeah, yeah. I love all the overhead oh, shots man. of this. This is a party that I might actually be, you know, willing to go to because um, the thought of being around that many people uh, definitely gives me anxiety. But the dancers, the aerial performers – all the guests, um, the costumes, um, the ridiculous organist um, that's on, like, the second floor. There are fireworks at this party, guys. Um, I, and we end up learning it's just because he, he throws all of these huge parties because he's hoping that Daisy Buchanan will come. Um, and he's still in love with her after all these years. But um, I know that a lot of people didn't really like the movie, but I thought it was a lot of fun. I liked it for the most part, um, and that that party though is a great pick because um, I don't I don't think I even thought about that movie um, before this you bringing it up. But as soon as you said it, I could I 
could see the party and the scene of him holding up the glass, like the way he, they shot that scene is so powerful. It's such an iconic image of him as Gatsby. It's yeah, that's a great, great pick for sure. I haven't seen it. I actually started watching the Robert Radford version again Ooh, uh, recently. No, um, it's, yeah, it, it, I don't know that it holds up and I could see why people would gravitate towards this updated version, which I need to watch. I haven't watched this one. So I can't offer any real. Well, then let's. Yay or nay. I, I think yay. And let's go to your number one, Mike. Let's wrap up our uh, our top fives. Uh, this will be the second time this shows up on my list. And we're going back to our uh, Watch the Leather Man. All right, all right, all right. When ah. the, uh, from Days and Confused. <laughs> yep. 1993, I believe it was. Uh, and they're. Well, initially, the celebration, because it's all set on the last day, it all happens on the last day of school, the hazing, the, you know, the trying to getting away from the upperclassmen, the little guys, you know, running for their lives. Um, but initially, there's supposed to be a party at one of the characters. Uh, Wooderson? No, that's his name. Anyway, I forgot his name. But... Because the guy that's delivering the keg drops the ball and, you know, wanted to get off work early, comes in and starts delivering before the parents have left for the weekend. So that messes up the whole, you know, and makes it so that they have to head to the moon tower, you know, because there's a tower out there in the middle of nowhere and puts out enough light. And there's that whole scene that there's everything happens at this party, you know, um, Parker Posey has her moment, Nikki Cat as the um, mongoloid 50s throwback, you know, with the guy that wants to dance. Uh, just, uh, all, there's a fight, there's all sorts of things that you would expect at a high school party. There is Wiley Wiggins grabbing his nose, who knows how many times. Uh, it's, it is for me the quintessential celebration. I, I felt, I feel sometimes that I was born too late. Uh, although, what would I have done in the 70s? I probably wouldn't have ended well. So, I'd be much older now. So, Well, there we are. that's a, a definite pick. Um, one I, I thought about but did leave off. And um, I, I kind of thought one of you might say it. Because we did recently talk about this film, too. I don't remember which list you said it was on. But um, I do remember you having it on your list not too long ago. And it's it's a it's a classic. Um, you know, Days and Confused is, is a Linklater legendary film. It's one uh-huh. that... I think will be passed on generation to generation. And it, honestly, I think if you show it to a, a group of kids today, they're going to think it's from the 60s. Like, they're going to actually think the movie was made then rather Within than the being, 70s. Yeah. yeah it has that or feel. 70s, sorry. Yeah. Um, rather than it being a, you know, 90s movie that just had the period piece element. Oh, I think that's what list it was on. It was on period pieces, wasn't it? Uh, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. If not, it could have been. Um, but yeah. And I know, Corey, you're a fan of this film as well. Love it. And Rory Cochran on our list twice. Yep. We had a, a lot of doubles. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio showed up a couple times. Jonah Hill showed up several times. Um, but poor Vanilla Ice only showed up on my list. Oh, um, no. Uh, I can't imagine why. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to, um, before we get into our honorable mentions, I want to uh, share a listener's top five. Um, Aaron, uh, listener Aaron, who's uh, been a great supporter of the podcast, um, sent in his top five movie celebrations. And they are in this order. Number five, Road Trip. Number four, uh, The Frat Party from Road Trip. Oh, I haven't seen that um, so long. It's been a while. I used to love that movie. And same thing with this number four, 
old school, uh, the Frank the Tank uh, beer bong scene, um, which is the, a classic scene where he goes streaking, um, th- past the quad to the gymnasium. Uh, number three, Animal House and the Toga Party, which is a film that I think I saw as a kid, but I've not watched it as an adult, and I definitely need to visit. Um, number two, Beer Fest. Uh, when they're at the party, um, the oversized boxing was the best. That is the uh, the Broken Lizard guys, if I'm not mistaken, who did Super Troopers and uh, Club Dread. I, if it's not the same guys, it definitely has some of the same actors in the movie. They may not have been the ones who made it, but um, I've only seen bits and pieces of Beer Fest. And then his number one, uh, Rocky, with the ending of the movie after um, beating Apollo Creed, I... which is incorrect, Aaron. If if it's Rocky, uh, he loses to Apollo Creed um, in the yeah. first movie. It's the second one that he gets the victory. Uh, but spoilers, I guess, for Rocky. But um, he does celebrate because he he did he personal achievement. He did what no one thought he could do, and he lasted. The, he went to the decision. Um, but epic film for sure, and. Now, to our honorable mentions, um, I'll go real quick. I had Wayne's World, Cassandra's Loft Party. Um, any party scene in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, but I left both of those off because those are regular movies for me. Um, another regular Back to the Future, Enchanted Under the Sea Dance. Um, yep. uh, a Christmas film, The Night Before, uh, with Jonah Hill. Not Jonah Hill. I'm sorry. So sorry, so sorry, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Anthony Mackie. Um, and... My, one of my favorite elements of the film is who's hosting the party, and it's Michael Shannon uh, playing a drug dealer. And I love Michael Shannon, and so does Corey. Um, but that that movie, pretty solid Christmas film, kind of. Um, but the, uh, I have two cur- two curveballs I want to throw in there. One is a new film um, that's out from this year called Brigsby Bear, which I just watched yesterday and loved uh, very, very, very much. It stars... Um, the actually the lead character is not anyone that I'm familiar with, but I think I think he was on Saturday Night Live. But Mark Hamill is in it. Uh, Greg Kinnear, um, Matt Walsh, I think is his name. And uh, it, it's I don't want to don't look it up. Don't watch a trailer. Trust me. But the party that I'm referring to, he gets to go to. He's a 25 year old and he's never been to a party, and he gets to go to a party for the first time. And it's just a really great sequence. Um, so many good things happen because it's a it's a moment where you would think um, in most movies the character is going to be like belittled and bullied and picked on, and instead he's embraced and kind of um, like encouraged to have a good time rather than like why are you at our party? It's kind of the uh, it goes a different direction than what I was expecting, and it really um, it really was awesome like to witness. And it's such a it's a uplifting dark comedy kind of. Um, I guess is what how I would describe it, but it's it's uh, the Lonely Island produced and Andy Samberg does show up in the movie, so um, not as a major character, but he's there and it's, I'm a big fan of them, so um, I highly recommend Brings Me Bear. And the last one, it would have been very dark to include on my list as a favorite celebration, but the film Rope with Alfred Hitchcock, <laughs> where it starts with uh, a a a murder that the body is hidden into a chest. And then a tablecloth is put on the chest and food is served to his family and friends who are expecting the dead guy to be at the party, but isn't. Um, I thought maybe maybe too morbid to have that on my top five list. But I wanted to at least mention it because I love that movie and I don't think enough people have seen Rope. So, um, Corey, what are your honorable mentions? Clueless. <laughs> that scene with oh, yeah. fucking blow still kills me. Um, and then another Leonardo DiCaprio because he likes to party hardy. Um, Romeo and Juliet. 
and that's all I got. Ah, there you go. Um, I I love that you're talking about the uh, the scene where they're like in costume, like the masquerade party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, love I also scene. like, mm-hmm. and I like the scene where they meet too, because that's a separate party, right? It's the same party. Um, okay. Yeah, I uh, remember he's on the stairs. Mercutio's in the uh, the the in drag, and that's what that scene that. Mercutio is my favorite character in that film, especially like that <sighs> performance of Mercutio. John Leguizamo. That, Isn't that John Leguizamo? No, that is um, t- uh, Tibble. Is John Leguizamo? Tibble. Okay. I, I had to teach that movie. Um, well, I taught Romeo and Juliet, and we would watch that movie after reading the play. Um, so I am far too familiar with it as a result. But um, Mike, what are your honorable mentions? I have Strange Days from 1995 because it's a def- I mean, it totally fits. I believe it's a New Year's celebration in mm-hmm. the whole part of it. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, but I'm trying to think, why would I put that? There's a reason. I need to watch that movie. Oh, I, I haven't seen that in so long. Uh, I, I'll gloss over it. National Lampoon's Animal House. The Shining of all picks because of the oh yes! that's awesome. The Shining. That's a cool I almost pick. went that route. I really wanted to, but I didn't go that route. And then Sixteen Candles, which I already mentioned, as a companion. Oh piece man, I wish you'd gone with The Shining. That's a freaking awesome pick. I love yeah, that. That's that's um, it. Just had that dark part yeah, to it. Because yeah, well, really, that's, I, that's kind of with me and Rope. You know, like it's that weird kind of yeah, twist. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm coming up with so many. I really think this was an interesting topic. Like, there's so many parties in movies. Like, it's a regular scene that ends up in films. Um, I mean, especially coming of age stories. Uh, they're all throughout those. I mean, I considered several other films that I'm not going to bring up right now. And one that I left off just now, but uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron has an excellent party sequence um, where they're all trying to pick up Thor's hammer at the end of the party. That's pretty funny, and it's such a great scene. Um, but yeah, so and Stan Lee is a gets drunk and it's hilarious. But all right, um, that is our episode, our top five celebrations in honor of New Year's Eve. Um, it has been an ex- uh, exceptional year for Burke Reviews. We've had a lot of fun. We've done a lot of podcasts this year. Um, we appreciate all of our listeners. Thank you so much. If you get a chance and go to iTunes and rate and review our podcast, it helps other people find us. And the more people who listen, the more likely we get to keep doing this. So. Uh, help spread the word any way you can. Share us on your social media. And, of course, follow us on social media. You can follow me at Burke Reviews. Corey? At Corey R. Star. Two R's on the end. And Mikey? At Server Monkey. And um, until next time, folks, keep watching the movies. Guys, have a good evening. Bye. Bye.